Hi everyone, Curtis Edwards here, host of Key Talk with Curtis, powered by Orion Living. Uh, my special guest today is Victoria Clement from SG Capital Partners. Victoria, welcome to the show. So typically at this part of the uh, uh, podcast, we talk about the mug. So we've got a little Tea Talk with Curtis, if you can see it, but uh, unfortunately you didn't get yours. So you were telling me about the, uh, the mug that, that you're, you're using today? Yes, I'm sorry it doesn't have your name on it, but maybe we can add that. <laughs> we can put a sticker on it. Um, yeah. And and what kind of what's what's your preference of tea? Um, I like matcha. Matcha, okay. I actually haven't tried that. I've, I'm I'm kind of uh, I, I like to stick with like the Earl Grey, like black tea, okay. heavy caffeinated. Just, you know, know. gives gives me some energy. Um, funny when when Jeremy and I started Orion that's all we used to drink is nothing but tea and by like four o'clock we were all twitching and you know all caffeinated up but uh, it, was, it was always a good time so um thank you again for joining uh, it's always nice to uh, to see you. it's been a while since I've seen you in person but uh, this will have to work so uh tell our community about your role within SG Capital Partnership sure and thanks for having having me again. I appreciate it very much. Sure. Um, I'm a partner and I run business development for SG Capital. Um, I've been here since day one, uh, 2014, when we started the firm. When, when uh, in 14? Ours was October 31st of 14. Oh, okay. what, what was yours? April 2nd. Oh, okay. Okay. You got me. So <laughs> good minds think alike, at least in the oh, same year. Anyway, right? We've grown up together a little bit. Yeah, we have, we have. So um, anyway, we all used to work together on Wall Street and uh, several of us came together and said, let's start a non-QM conduit. And we did, uh, back when non-QM wasn't very vogue. Mm -hmm. Of course, now it's going gangbusters and, and has been for the last couple of years, at least, uh, you know, sans COVID. But, um, and, you know, we, we brought a bunch of good people together out in Stanford, Connecticut and started the firm. We have up about 90 people right now and we're still privately held. Uh, we've all invested in the company and we buy mortgages, we securitize them and we hold them exciting. and all that. So it's good. That's exciting, that's exciting. So let me ask you, if this is more of a preference thing. So is, do you prefer non-QM or non-agency? I prefer non-agency. I think non-agency. Non-qualified mortgage is very confusing. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I do, and I feel like it almost has a negative connotation to it because when 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 the non-QM products started hitting the market, you know, a, a few years back, um, I feel like people thought of it as uh, an outlet for the subprime loans that couldn't get done anywhere else. Right. But that's not what it is. You know, I I try to refer to it as non-agency all the time, and sometimes it takes me actually thinking through it. You know, non-agency, not non-QM, because you know it's it's it almost is like going back to the days prior to the mortgage, uh, you know, crash of you know 2007, 2008, where a lot of wholesalers had non-agency products and, and and didn't actually have agency products that you would go to like your Wells Fargo, your Chase, you know, that that sort of thing for. So. I've, I've really been trying to push non-agency as well. So when you said non-QM, I was like, I got to I got to ask the person that knows. So yes. So let's perfect. do that. Let's change that. I mean, we'll That's it. 
So we're going to change the nomenclature now. <laughs> so, uh, what have you been up to outside of uh, work? Now that now that everything's kind of loosened up a little bit, you can fly. You, you, I think you still travel though, even with QM. Uh, I mean, even with, uh, with QM, yeah. uh, with COVID and everything, right? A little bit. I mean, you know, I have to admit, I've enjoyed going to some concerts. Mm, now nice. that they're back, been to the Hollywood Bowl, saw Hamilton, saw Jackson Brown, just some oldies but goodies, really fun. And I am one of these crazy women and men out there um, who play a ton of pickleball. pickleball. I play pickleball okay. for like four, day, four days a week. And, oh, wow. Uh, that's, uh, that's exciting. It's a good workout, too. Yeah, it's a good workout. It's really social. And um, we started playing a year ago with a bunch of flight attendants who were all furloughed because there was no flying, of course. And, and then the club has expanded from 100 members to 1,500 members. Oh, wow. Where is that? It's in Newport Beach. Newport? Okay. Yeah. Where do you guys play at? Uh, we play right down right down the street, but we also travel. And, oh, wow. You know. So it's like a, it's like a, a hit team or a, a traveling <laughs> team. For I don't know. That's we awesome. Just, they, it's, it's a, a hobby, hobby, you know? It's a hobby. It's a yeah, hobby. That's yes. awesome. Good for you. Good for you. So um, what is SG Capital Partners currently doing to support the broker and lender community? I know you guys have a wholesale uh, um team as well, right? The whole wholesale division and you buy whole loans. So what, what are you guys doing to support the broker community? Well, we um, basically, you know, broker community yourself, of course, included, right? So we, we have products, we've created products that, you know, fill a big um, need in the marketplace, non-agency from, you know, first time home buyers to in investors, professional investors, which is what we we're doing with you guys. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, serving the self-employed borrower in a very, very big way, as well as just property specific. So, you know. Yeah, that was, a, that was an interesting article you sent me today, actually. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I read through it. Uh, it's funny because I've seen some, I've seen some news, you know, uh, feeds coming through my phone talking about how uh, the labor market has, uh, has decreased as far as, you know, wage earners, that sort of thing. Um, and I never actually read through to where they went. And uh, so it's very interesting to see your article and, and see that a lot of people have, uh, have switched over to self-employed borrowers or to be, uh, you know, have their own business, uh, you know, to have more of the freedoms that we all got accustomed to in the last, uh, you know, few years. While many other lenders will only allow for brokers to submit a full broker application in order to get approved, you can get Express approved by Orion Lending within hours and no credit pulled. Just imagine, you could be submitting loans with an out-of-this-world lending partner by the end of the day. What are you waiting for? Visit orionlending.com to hyperspeed your business today. That's right. Yeah. It, you know, it started, there, there started to be a big growth in just self-employed in general um, and professional investors, um, you know, DSCR, no ratio stuff, which we'll talk about today. Mm -hmm. But um, this, since the pandemic, it's been a tremendous amount of acceleration in, in what they call the gig economy, right? Yeah. I think um, a statistic I read this morning, it's about 44% of the mortgage market, the borrowers have some form of self-employment. It could huh. just be a side job, could be their, their full-time job, or it could be something they're sort of creating, you know, in the process. So it's, you know, growing by leaps and bounds, which is great. It's great for the non-agency business, of course. Yeah. So with your experience of your products, which product are you finding is helping those borrowers the most? Um... You know, I think it's split 50-50, sort of hard to say. Um, the, uh, our product mix is made up of 
uh, focus on self-employed, which is about a third of all of our products. Borrowers come in with self-employed, the, the professional or the first-time investor, mm -hmm. which could be a debt service coverage or no ratio, or just the general basically employed borrower with some kind of issue that the agencies don't want to buy. Could be an IO, could be a little bit higher DTI, a little bit lower FICO score. So where it's 50-50 in terms of primary and investor, it's about a third made up into those communities. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So as you mentioned uh, earlier, we are actually tomorrow, December 1st, if, uh, I know mm -hmm. this won't, this, when, we, when we roll this uh, video, it won't be uh, tomorrow, but December 4th, we're excited to uh, launch a, a new DSCR no ratio product at the 85% that you've helped us out with. Um, so, you know, prior to uh, COVID and the, the kind of the demise of the non-agency market, which I'll, I'll, I'll talk about as well, um, you know, prior to that, we worked together on uh, several products. Mm -hmm. um, now, we haven't gotten into delivery yet, but um, what was one of the best things about partnering with Orion then and now? Well, I think two things. Um, one, you guys are really forward thinking in terms of product development. And we are, because we're privately held, we kind of control our destiny in terms of who we do business with and what we do with the loans, right? So we have fewer customers in total than many of our competitors. And we like it that way because we get to know you. And you and I and the rest of the team, our credit uh, managers, et cetera, we worked really closely on big ideas. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to doing more of that you know, this time too. In fact, the 85, that sort of came from you. You're like, we need a little bit higher LTV for purchase. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we take it back, we do a lot of R&D and we say, okay, let's, you know, roll it out. So that's one thing. And, and I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, the other thing is just the service levels. Um, you're, you've all, you and your team have always been straight up mm -hmm. with, with questions um, and thoughtfulness. If you have a concern, you call us first and we walk through it and say, we kind of agree with you. Maybe that's not what we want to do. Maybe we could crafted a little differently and, you know, protect us both from, you know, maybe risk, you know, down the road. So I think those are the two biggest things. Um, also, why we were uh, dormant, I guess, through the pandemic um, for that time period, we retooled a lot of our process, mm -hmm. put more control in the hands of you guys as a delegated correspondent and um, used more technology along the way, which was great, too. So. Those are the, the things I look forward to working with uh, with your team again. Yeah, we've uh, uh, this product took a little longer to get rolled out than we had hoped, but um, mm -hmm. there was a lot of uh, programming that I, I actually did some testing this weekend on it. And the, the, the stuff our team does with technology, our business development group, it, it really is amazing. You know, from from the quick pricer where if you put in the zip code to a, a state that doesn't allow a prepay, it automatically you know, it overrides it, it won't let you select it. Um, you know, it, it, we, we make it very conditional based on the guidelines, even on the quick pricer, and then obviously it goes into uh, the pricing engine. Um, further, we, we, we really focused on the scalability of the product because as we continue to develop our relationship, look at more products, um, we wanted to make it, uh, I kind of set the foundation today from a, a programming standpoint, both in our LOS and in the uh, infamous star portal where we can quickly release new products now um, in, in that uh, the, the, the heavy lift has been done um, going forward. So we are excited uh, about that. We've always focused on technology. 
The Star Portal is something that we've been working on now for, for seven years. It started as a, a, a way simply to lock the loan. Uh, now it's developed into a, a full-blown um, tool for the brokers to use that allow you know, dual AUS, um, uh, direct integration with MI companies, um, closing court brokers to do their own disclosures, uh, star marketing portal. I can go on and on and on about some of the things we, we've done there. One of the coolest things I think we've done uh, that as I talk to AEs in the market that are moving around right now is the ability for third-party processors to work with us with multiple brokers using one login. And as, as simple as that sounds, that's something that plagues uh, wholesalers because third-party processors are very prevalent right now. They may process for three, four brokers, and unfortunately, it requires a unique login. And mm. they have one email address. So they have to create multiple email addresses and shuffle between them. We've come up with a solution that solves for that, where a third-party processor can have one email address and, and, and then can uh, log into multiple brokers uh, and upload loans. So it's little things like that that we you know, we listen to both our AEs and our customers on a tech standpoint and make sure that the user experience is, is, is one that's, that's positive. Brokers, did you know that the Orion Lending Team is committed to you and your mission for purchases? Orion provides enhanced turn times for FHA, VA, USDA, and Chinoa down payment assistance purchases, all of which are at 24 hours. Orion offers a diverse portfolio of loan programs to meet your business needs. To take a look at their entire product suite, visit www.orionlending.com forward slash products. So first time homebuyers, right? Now is, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the uh, NBA's uh, uh, expectations for 2022. Uh, they're expecting purchases to go up, uh, refis to decline. I think the number was like 62% or something like that. Um, fortunately, we're about, year to date, we're about 70% purchase. Um, so we've, we've done a good job there. We've actually, we've, we've really seen ourselves as a purchase lender for the last couple of years in that we rolled out a purchase commitment uh, and those types of things, various products, DPAs, DSCRs, no ratios to help uh, buyers purchase uh, homes. What are, you, what are you guys doing for first-time home buyers, millennials, um, to make the uh, American dream of homeownership possible? Well, um, I think the, one of the, the best things is this product that you've just rolled out, right? The, the Investor Connect product or whatever you're, whatever you're calling it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you have some fancy name for it. But, mm -hmm. uh, so back to, you know, 38% of... Uh, Millennials are in some form of like gig economy, but um, the DSCR product is the simplest product to use, right? It's basically based on the property and the rents or no ratio, right? If it's just LTV, it's within or there, it's focused on the property, especially in California, places where prices are quite high. Um, but the, it allows a, a millennial or anyone for that matter, could be a senior citizen, um, to get into the rental market for the very first time with a very simple process um, to underwrite and um, lower value. For example, you know, millennials, maybe they can't quite afford a home, a primary residence, but they can buy a rental property somewhere and start getting into building that, you know, home ownership through investments. And um, we like those, those kind of borrowers because like I said, we're focused on the property itself. The rents may be used or may not be used depending on the product path that you choose. And it allows um, millennials and first-time home buyers just to get into that income growth 
outside of equities or stock markets or other things, or they're just general income. So it's sure. sort of the future and building a little portfolio, which is great. So on the topic of not only the DSR no ratio, but, but really all the non-agency stuff that you do, how are specifically, this question is specifically geared towards the no ratio DSCR. Um, and, and this may put you in the spot, so I apologize. Uh, what are you seeing as prepay speeds on this? Um, well, the DSCR stuff, uh, the investor product does come with prepay, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're prepaying to, you know, to five years, depending on, you know, what you want to, you know, pay for or, mm -hmm. or the car is willing to pay for. So speeds are low, right? Um, people see this as more of a long-term hold um, rather than a fix and flip. That's a whole nother product, right? But that sure. product is, is a good product and it does exist out there in the marketplace, of course. Mm -hmm. And it's a product that we're, we're looking into right now. But um, speeds are not high. In general, rates are, are low. You know, the spread between yeah. agency and non-agency has shrunk, right? Mm -hmm. Much different than when you and I did, did business, you know, over a year ago, right? They yeah. seemed quite high, at least in appearance at the time. So uh, people are hanging on to this stuff. A little bit yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing I was going to mention, too, is historically the rates on the non-agency stuff, it's still low. I mean, you're still getting a great rate. I mean, you're in the fours in most cases, uh, right. so it's I, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to argue with that. How about the overall loan performance? Loan, loan performance is good. It actually was still even quite good through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's something to be said for, and let's we'll talk about general non-agency stuff. Underwriting a borrower using their bank statements versus their tax returns. If you look at a bank statement, you've had you we've had this conversation before. A bank statement really tells you how someone lives. You know, the cash flow in and out of, of their life, you know, their savings, what they expect they spend money on versus a tax return, which is static and not always an accurate reflection of the picture of the borrower and the ability to repay. Yeah, it's um, also gross, gross income. Right. It's also gross right. income, right? With which right. You know, we all know how that works out. Yeah. There was never a really a, a, a problem or an issue with the performance on these loans, especially the the core part of the of the business. Um, and uh, so, you know, we've continued to want to you know stay in the space. I mean, twenty five billion dollars uh, next year is a lot of business to be had in an agency world. So I will take my, my my chunk of that. Yes. <laughs> <As with me. laughs> Very cool. So, so kind of going back to uh, the the pandemic and, and kind of what happened in March of 2020, right? It was it was bonkers. Um, in your opinion, what happened in the market that that caused the the non-agency stuff to kind of just instantly pull back? Well, it really it really was one of just panic um, okay. and and insurances, uh, no assurances. I guess is the better way to say it sure. in terms of what the takeout would look like. Um, you know, the government supported Fannie and Freddie, of course, through the process, but the private market was sort of left to its own, you know, demise or, you know, pause, as we called it at the time. And uh, unfortunately, there was not a bid for the mortgages. Um, you know, the warehouse banks got a little nervous, too, and it wasn't anything to do with the product. It wasn't like the product was, you know, performing poorly. It was, you know, this pandemic that no one knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's what's crazy about that to me is because when you look at performance of FHA loans, VA loans, conventional loans, obviously conventional perform better, but FHA, DPAs, you know, those those loans are generally higher risk than, than even non-agency loans. So it's, sure. it's 
it was it's interesting to hear that the, the market reacted that way. Now, do you feel that there's some potential for that to happen again in the future with another event, unknown event, or do you feel like the market would react seeing that it's come back so quick that maybe people will pause a little bit before you having that knee-jerk reaction? Well, I, I think people have seen how fast it has come back, right? And I, I think that's given assurances all around, you know, the banks, the execution, the securitization market, the rating agencies, et cetera. Um, and so that should help. Um, never say never in this business. <laughs> I just don't know what the next one's going to look like. The hard part about this particular issue was it wasn't really explainable, like you just said. It wasn't like the 08 crisis where you had, you know, HPA and other issues, you know, teaser rates, et cetera, all coming to play, lower credit scores and the underwriting standards, you know, a lot of factors, right? And you can actually explain that and yeah. why it happened. This is really difficult to, to even grasp sometimes, but we're happy it's over. And it gave us, like I said, time um, to just pause and rethink our process mm -hmm. and give you guys a better experience, you know, when we rolled it out again, so... Yeah, well, we're jumping in the deep end, so uh, we're, we're going all in on this. We love the product, and, and like you said, it, it, it does perform well, and, and uh, there's there's so many borrowers out there that uh, that need good lending opportunities and options, so uh, we're all in on that. I appreciate your time, so i got one more question for you. So sure. being on the front lines with Wall Street and, and all of your, your traders and everything like that, um, what can you share any new and exciting products that you guys are developing right now? High level, maybe? <laughs> you know, we never want to give away our secrets too soon. Anything live, cool? Live television, live YouTube, whatever it is. Right, right. Um, we are working on a five to eight unit um, okay. uh, offering. Uh, as you know, you know, one to fours are, are, are covered and we've got that soon up. So. Um, we do find that there's a niche right in between those two areas. Um, we're also looking at um, maybe a little bit higher LTVs okay. on some of the some of the pieces of something of stuff you rolled out, and then just adding more technology, mm -hmm. you know, hybrid appraisals, CU scores, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, emulating what's already out there and working well um, in the space, and then possibly like today, you know, raising even the the maximum loan amounts. So. Those are some of the things on the plate. And I'm sure, Curtis, you're going to add probably four or five more to that list, right? You well, I already wrote those down, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be helping you expand on those. I've got a few ideas. i got a few ideas, so I'll, uh, I'll touch base with you and we'll, uh, we'll discuss those. No, I love, I love the partnership. I love the, uh, the forward thinking by you and your group. I love you being open to hearing feedback from, from us. Because, look, our feedback is ultimately coming from our account executives who are out in the field in front of these brokers. And the brokers are telling the what they need and what they want to be successful. It gets filtered back to us. I bring it to you and, and, and we do something with it. So, you know, that's that's the type of partnership that we like. You know, we, like you, we don't partner with a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, investors, a lot of aggregates. We like to keep our relationships uh, very deep, keep them close, um, and, uh, and, and, and really work closely with the people so that we have those great relationships and, and, and we, we're successful together uh, for long term. So again, Thank you so much for uh, for joining me today on Tea Talk, and uh, we'll talk again real soon. Yeah, and thanks again for the partnership as well. Appreciate it very much. Thank Take you. care.